Nebraska Athletics Podcast, episode 32, here on uh, February 20th, 2020. Wow, that kind of fed out. 2020, 2020. Saw twos and zeros in that number. Oh, it's my friend's birthday today. Thanks for reminding okay, me. Okay, well, there you go. Glad, uh, glad I could assist you with that. Uh, well, we're here to talk some, some uh, Husker sports, and there is no shortage of that right now because it seems like this is now football season. It's busy from a... Uh, media coverage and those type of things but like right now when we're talking about events it is busy of baseball softball basically going on everything but i think football and soccer by the way he's jeremy foot i'm brian rosenball identify yourselves here yeah so for those that haven't listened before uh jeremy brian uh talked to musker sports today um i guess we'll get right into it with uh men's basketball game tonight hosting michigan state 7 30 uh fs1 i believe is what that's on otherwise you can uh, listen for free on uh, huskers.com the husker app um and on the husker sports network uh radio network um kind of a interesting game tonight not only is it uh, the michigan state spartans in town but uh, a little bit of family connection as fred hoiberg will be competing against well he won't be competing because he's on the floor but uh his huskers will be competing no, against he's still competing yes he's competing but uh his son <clears throat> will be playing for Michigan State Spartans, um, and you have a piece up on Huskers.com about that. Um, guess what? You talked about Fred and how I don't think that he's never coached against his son before, correct? Yeah, this is the first time, so he doesn't, you know, really know for sure exactly how he's going to feel. It's obviously going to be an awkward situation and probably very weird, as Fred said, if he actually gets on the floor and plays, which you never know if uh, the game gets out of hand and uh, you know late in the late in the game that he might get out there and play. So he's played, I think, in 12 games this year, a grand total of like 35 minutes. Uh, he's a walk-on. He's a guard. Um, and it sounds like he's really made some solid contributions to scout team and really takes his role seriously there. And uh, there was talk when Fred took the Nebraska job of maybe Jack transferring here with him, but uh, they both kind of agreed that he's already kind of entrenched in that program. And as I said, he's really kind of a – you know, found his niche there and really enjoyed it. So he's going to stay there. And I think, I don't know if he redshirted one year, if this is his third year in the program or if he's second. I can't remember for sure if he's a second year or third year player. But anyways, the, in other words, this won't be the only meeting um, between the Whitebergs. This will be the, the first of uh, several over the next couple of years. This is the only meeting between Nebraska and Michigan State this year, however, unless they would happen to meet in the in the Big Ten tournament, so it'll be a it'll be a fun night, and it'll be fun to see what family members wear what colors. Yeah, well, uh, that's a that's a tough position. And by the way, he is a redshirt sophomore, so okay, he redshirted uh, seventeen eighteen. That's what I figured. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a tough spot for mom to be in. Yeah, well, you could always wear like a red shirt and green <laughs> jeans or something. Yeah. I don't know, but. He seemed to think that the twins better wear red and didn't know what his wife would do. And maybe the grandparents, one would wear white or one would wear green when one would wear red. I suppose if he wore white, that would take care of it. Both schools have white. white, So, um, but yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a fun night and hopefully for a, uh, hope for a competitive basketball game. And it seems like Nebraska's, actually kind of played better in these competitive games on the road when you look at the Rutgers game and uh, the Maryland game, uh, the Indiana game, and the Northwestern game. All those were down to the last uh, seconds, really. Uh, So there's four 
losses on the road that very easily could have been wins for this team. So you look at their record, yeah, they're two and uh, twelve, I think, right now in the Big Ten. So uh, or two and thirteen actually. So yeah, that's not great. But they've been in so many close games. But again, a lot of those have been on the road. So you'd like to see. Uh, them put themselves in a position for one of those tight games at home when you have the crowd behind you and uh, the energy of uh, you know PBA and all those sorts of things. So it's just not worked out that way this year for whatever it's been. Uh, the more lopsided losses have come at home. So hopefully that can change tonight and Nebraska can uh, can give Michigan State a competitive battle. You know the Spartans have lost four or five games, so they're not exactly. Um, tearing it up right now however they've also lost a lot of close games so it's the it's the big 10 grind mm-hmm. yeah huskers right now two and 12 in the league uh, one game ahead of northwestern uh, michigan state comes in at nine and six but like you said they are uh four and six over their last 10 um so yeah tonight huskers uh michigan state like you said it like we said it's on a uh, fs1 um then they head back on the road on monday no games this weekend um they're at illinois monday um, and then back at home a week from today to face Ohio State. Then uh, final home game of the year is uh, that Sunday against Northwestern. And then they wrap up the season on the road at Michigan and at Minnesota. So uh, six games left in the regular season, three at home, three on the road. And uh, then it'll be a Big Ten tournament time. And the women, <clears throat> excuse me, the women are even closer to the end of their season. They uh, have only two games left. Their final home game is on Saturday at Pinnacle Bank Arena, and that'll be senior day yep. uh, for, for a 2 p.m. game. And then they'll be in the Big Ten tournament, uh, not next week, but the, the week yep, after that. Uh, two so. weeks from yesterday. So, yep, uh, at home on, sat- on uh, like you said, Saturday, 2 o'clock uh, with Illinois, and then they wrap up the regular season uh, a week from today at Indiana next Thursday. Uh, that's a 5 p.m. tip, and that actually got – I think that came out yesterday the day before – um, that game will be on BTN. And then uh, Correct. Yep, uh, Wednesday, March 4th, the Big Ten Tournament, uh, Women's Big Ten Tournament opens up in Indianapolis. Um, Huskers right now, they've kind of hit uh, hit the skids a little bit lately. They're now down to uh, the Husker women 6-10 and 10, um, in the Big Ten. Um, like you said, with Illinois coming to town, Illinois currently 2-13, and 13, and um, Indiana 10-5. and 5. So, um you pick up a couple wins there, and then you're two games below 500, and we'll see if that puts you kind of in the middle. I mean, that's still right now. The there's kind of some teams at the top. You got Maryland, Northwestern, 14-2, 13-2, Iowa, 12 and three. But then it goes 10 and five, 10 and five for Indiana, Ohio State, and then it goes down to you know at fifth. Let's see, be sixth place. Rutgers, eight and seven, um, and pretty much eight and seven all the way down to Nebraska at six and ten is you know there's. Nebraska, you know, get two more wins before the end of the year, you could jump up quite a bit in standings. And um, so we'll see how everything still shakes out. Just stay out of those last four spots. Yes, that's the goal. Um, well, let's see what else we got going on. We got uh, Husker baseball kicked off last weekend. Uh, yeah, that was the, quite the, the... the Will Bolt area got off to a uh, quite a hot start on Friday night. Um, don't remember exactly what we were doing. Um, but anyway, we weren't at home for the beginning of the game. And I came home thinking, all right, I'm going to turn the game on. It should be about in the third inning. <laughs> turn it on, and uh, it's they're saying it's the first. And I'm thinking, all right, did we have like a rain delay? Hadn't heard the score yet, and it's nine to no- I think it was nine to nothing at that time with no outs. And 
I don't know what did what did it end up being twelve to nothing after the first eleven eleven to nothing yeah. first inning top of the first inning took like forty five minutes yeah and then uh, I think Garrett Stroh came out went one two three in the bottom and the Huskers were right back up to bat yeah and that's really we, we actually talked to to Garrett and I'll have a, a story up on on that and uh, him and the baseball team here later on today but that was a very bizarre situation for him mm-hmm. he's waiting you know he set out last year so this is his first start and you know, two years or whatever, in his very first start in a Nebraska uniform. He's a senior transfer from Purdue and uh, Nebraska native, by the way. But he's sitting there for 45 minutes. He actually has to warm up again because, you know, sitting there for so long after he'd warmed up initially, thinking, you know, he'd be out there within, you know, 10 minutes or whatever. So would you rather have an 11-run lead on your first start after waiting 45 minutes, or <laughs> would you rather just like get out there and, and get going with a, a one nothing lead yeah. or, or whatever? I mean, you can look at it two ways because, you know, one of them is, wow, I, I can really, you know, I've got an 11 run lead, I can do whatever. And then you can get too complacent mm-hmm. and start walking people or whatever. But um, how, would you, how would you treat that? That's an interesting one because I was the baseball contact, uh, sports information contact for the baseball team for six years. Um, and I saw some of those things. I, I don't remember ever seeing it happen in the first inning, but every once in a while yeah. you have a middle of the inning, um, you know, the middle of a game, uh, and team would go out and score like eight or nine runs, and you're thinking, that's oh, kind of rough on the starting pitcher because, yeah, it's great that you just put up nine runs for him, yeah. but the guy's been sitting in the dugout for the last 40, 30, 40 minutes, and he's got to come out there mm-hmm. and – and get back into it. Um, I think I would always take the 11 run. 11 run yeah, you, you would. But I do get the other side of it. That it's, it's kind of a, it's how you approach it mentally. And yes. you got to be mentally strong in those situations as you do in, you know, all sports. And that's what makes a good athlete uh, partially is a mental aspect of the game. But yeah, that's, that's tough. That's, it's not as easy as you would think it would be, but yeah, you want the 11 runs, yeah. no doubt. It's just kind of one of those things like, uh, how do I, how do I do this? But he did it right. I mean, one, two, three, as you said. And yeah. And it's, it's not just the, the mental side of that. There is, I mean, starting pitcher goes through quite a routine before the game of stretching and mm-hmm. they have a pregame bullpen and all that stuff. And then for sure, when you sit there for 45 minutes, it's, you've kind of thrown out of your whole uh, routine. Um, not that when you're the visiting team, you're always going to pitch second anyway, so there's always going to be a bit of a downtime there, but sure. you're usually not expecting 45 minutes. So, um, bit of a rough weekend, though. I mean, they get the opening win on Friday, Saturday. They're in and they position. needed all those 11 runs because Baylor ended up scoring 9 or 10. Was yeah, it and I, I do know kind of later in the game, I think Coach Bolt and Coach Christie got a couple guys in there that closer game, I'm not sure if they would have put them in, exactly. but got them some experience in a low-pressure situation where, hey, Go out there and throw strikes. You give up four or five runs here. Yeah. Not that we don't care, but we're not going to care as much um, because we want you to get the experience. So when you get in the game, it's not your first time. A game that, you know, we need you to go out there and not give up any runs. Um, But Saturday, um, in in position, get a late grand slam, get back in the game. um, Down... Five or six runs right down five to one at the time. Yeah. The Grand Slam tied the game, I believe. Ended up coming back, taking the lead, um, and then just couldn't put it away in the bottom in the bottom of the ninth. Baylor comes back, ties it um, on a on a fielder's choice RBI, and then uh, wins it in extras. And then uh, Sunday is just one of those games where didn't score as many runs as the other team. But uh, 
I think there's some good signs to see from this weekend. Um, offensively, it's going to be a little bit different look than what folks have seen the last couple of years. I think Coach Bolt's going to probably bunt a lot more, move mm-hmm. runners around. Um, I don't know what they had from a speed standpoint. I don't know how much they'll steal more bases or not, but uh, it should be a should be a, an interesting thing to watch. I know pitching's going to be an adjustment for a little bit. They're missing. Yeah their whole weekend rotation from last year. Now Garrett Stroh's coming in, like you said. He's starting on Fridays. Experienced starter who sat out last year after Hinch Purdue. Um, they're uh, transitioning Colby Gomez from the closer last year to a Saturday starter. That's probably going to take a couple weeks of transition time. And, um, yeah, so we'll see. I think uh, as the weather kind of kind of how it always is now Nebraska baseball, it's going to be a little slow start. And as the, warm, the weather warms up, the team will kind of warm up with that. Yeah, usually you see – the offense kind of slow, but mm. this year, man, how many runs did they have for the weekend? Yeah. Uh, and they hit the ball well, and they yeah. just said they moved the runners around, and usually the offense is kind of, you know, maybe this time of the year not uh, not as hot as you would expect mm-hmm. or, or what we saw over the weekend. So I thought that was encouraging, and I I thought their ability to, to come from behind and and, so, and show some some metal there was was good to see too. So, and I, I you know, we talked to Coach Bolt yesterday, and, and he was pleased because – they had three entirely different types of games, and so they got to uh, put themselves in different experiences and situations. So he liked it from that standpoint. Uh, he would have liked at least one more to win the series. You know, probably you want that Saturday game back. And then, as you said, Sunday, that's just, you know, that's baseball. That's one of those things that happens. So uh, one more win, I think, would have made it a very satisfactory weekend. But overall, uh, pleased with the performance Coach Bolt was. And, uh, as you said, a lot of encouraging things to go forward as they go to San Diego this weekend. Yeah, 20, 20, 28 runs on the weekend, 19 Friday, 7 on Saturday, 2 on Sunday. Um, and then, yep, they're at uh, the Tony Gwynn Legacy uh, Tournament this weekend in San Diego. Um, that kicks off Friday night, 8 p.m. Central Time. Um, they play San Diego um, Toreros at their ballpark, uh, Fowler Park, on Friday night. Uh, fans can listen on the Husker Sports Network or um, the West Coast Conference uh, Network. This is an odd online uh, video service. I believe it's going to be free on there. Um, Saturday, also an 8 p.m. Central time. That game is at San Diego State. Uh, so Tony Quinn Stadium, San Diego State Aztecs. Um, same thing, 8 o'clock, uh, Husker Sports Network, I'll have your audio. And I believe you can watch it for free on the West Mountain West Network, also an online um, video streaming service. And then um, the weekend wraps up on Sunday. Um, Nebraska will face Arizona at uh, Arizona Arizona State's Park, Tony Gwynn Stadium. That's a noon first pitch against the Wildcats. And then the Huskers are back there, back in the West Coast uh, the following weekend when they go for a three-game tilt at uh, Arizona State. So. Arizona is ranked, I believe, right? Yes. I believe they're... Like 15th or something? Yeah, late in the mid to late teens. teens so. so they have their first ranked opponent of the season. Yeah. So that'll be good for them, too. Yeah. So it should be a interesting weekend. Uh, I was out of that tournament uh, a couple years ago. It's kind of, it's a interesting tournament how San Diego, San Diego State kind of hosted together. Um, get some good teams out there. So um, should be a good time. Good weather. Um, let's see, uh, softball also in a big tournament this weekend. They're at the Mary Nutter Classic in California, mm-hmm. kind of one of the biggest collegiate softball tournaments in the country. Um, they're 
definitely facing some ranked opponents. Um, highly ranked. Highly, highly ranked, ranked opponents. opponents. Uh, I believe they have the Oklahoma, the Washington, yeah. Cal, Florida. Um, I might be missing one more. I think they played five games. I think they played it's two like a, Friday, two Saturday, and the, one on Sunday. It's like a mini WCWS. You know, it's a lot of those teams that you see in Oklahoma City every May. A lot of them will be out there. So uh, I, I believe the complex they the play at is a really cool complex. It's each field is kind of built like a mini MLB park. So, like for instance, uh, their first game against Oklahoma, they play at the Yankee. Um, the Yankee Park, and so it kind of has some of the same things that Yankee Stadium has, and I believe they play a game at the Fenway Park, and it has a green monster in left field. and For softball? Yeah. Interesting. It's a softball. Did not know that. It's a softball complex that, uh, and I, I don't know if they play maybe youth baseball games there as well, but yeah, each park is kind of, Probably. or each, uh, each field is kind of uh, designed like an MLB. I think there's a Camara. What Chimera city is Kawana. this? It's in Palm Springs, I believe. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, they got Oklahoma Friday and BYU Friday and then Cal and Washington on Saturday and then Florida on Sunday. And yep, they play uh, well, all the games there. Two of them are at the Yankee Field and two at Fenway, or three at Fenway. So um, all those games will be carried uh, for free on Huskers.com uh, on the Husker app. And they're also, if you have a uh, account, you can watch all of them on Flow Softball. So um, plenty of ways to watch uh, Husker Softball this weekend. Um, but that's not it. There's just lots of other stuff going on. Uh, uh, women's gymnastics is at the Big Five meet in Toledo, uh, where every women's gymnastics team in the conference get together, and they have kind of two pools of five teams that compete against each other mm-hmm. on Friday, two teams, that, two, another pot of five teams that compete against each other on Saturday. Um, the wrestling team wraps up their regular season tomorrow night, I believe, at Minnesota. That is on BTN. I believe that's an 8 p.m. Central Central Start on uh, Big Ten Network. Um, track, the track team has track their final tune-up yep, meet. Their, their final uh, indoor meet of the year. Um, like you said, kind of tune-up meet. Then they go off to conference and and, Nash, and NCAAs. But that's tomorrow at uh, the Devaney Center. Starts at noon. And admission is free for that. Um, I had our whole list of everything pulled up. So let's see. We've got... Uh, very busy weekend. Tomorrow is the so we've got uh, men's basketball night. Oh, swimming and diving currently at the Big Ten Championships. That's in Iowa City. Uh, track and field tomorrow. Beach volleyball kicks off their season oh, yeah, tomorrow. That's right. um, kicks it off here at home. Uh, not outdoors. Not playing out out on the uh, beach shore <laughs> on the side. But they play uh, indoors at the Hawks Championship Center. Unfortunately, um, fans are not allowed because we don't have seating in there. Um, I think we are looking sometime in the future to look and find a way to maybe stream those so nothing concrete but trying to figure out a way to get those so that i mean obviously we have a few fans of volleyball i think uh, they would love to get some access to uh, the sand team beach team um women's tennis is at home they're uh, hosting colorado state tomorrow five o'clock at the dylan tennis center uh, we already talked about women's gymnastics baseball wrestling tomorrow night um Men's golf is on the road. They're they're uh, doing a West Coast alumni match out in San, in Scottsdale. Um, that starts on Saturday. Um, rifle team is at Murray State, 9 a.m. on Saturday. Um, men's tennis is at UTSA this weekend. Uh, we already talked about women's basketball, 2 p.m. Saturday at uh, Pinnacle Bank Arena. 
Uh, women's golf is at the P at the Westbrook Spring Invitational. That's hosted by Wisconsin. That's in Peoria, Arizona. That starts at 9.30 Central Time on Sunday. Uh, women's tennis again, 11 a.m. on Sunday. Um, takes on Iowa State at the Dillon Tennis Center. And uh, men's tennis is at Texas on Sunday, 11 a.m. down in Austin, Texas. So um, I think everything but the bowling team football and uh the soccer team are competing this weekend somewhere <laughs> that's very true it's a lot of stuff um let's see what else has been uh I'm trying to think what else you've written lately on huskers.com um we talked about week, uh coach, coach the piece with coach hoiberg um but you said you'll be bringing something out about baseball um yes that'll be coming and out i'll soon. have a q a with the uh one of the senior women's basketball players um coming out this weekend i'll have uh, access with that tomorrow um also the uh nebraska life skills department is already beginning uh signing up people for the annual football road race in july uh registration is is open for that so i'll have a story talking to walk-on athlete ryan Schomer. he's one of the three leaders uh organizing the road race he and adrian martinez and bear pickering are the three people um, in charge of that and so I'll have a story up on that as well here pretty soon. So, and it's Black History Month, and next week I'll have a story on adding a former Husker athlete, way former, <laughs> one of the first ones, who is uh, being added to the captain's wall, which in the hallway of the football complex downstairs, uh, they have pictures of all the captains in the history of Nebraska football and there's been one missing and we'll have a story explaining why and why it's going up after all these years so and that's George George Flippin correct yes it is okay I I know the story but I will not believe that as a tease <laughs> so people will come back and read it but it's a very interesting story about uh how he was selected as a captain <laughs> and why he's not he has not been honored and we're erected we're uh, taking care of that, going back and correcting a wrong. So, uh, yeah, read Brian's story when it comes out. It's a, it's a very interesting story. Um, other than that, it's uh, we're still waiting for spring football, but we're watching right now. Uh, MLB baseball is not far away. Yeah, uh, it's coming right around the corner. Spring training is in full uh, full effect right now in Arizona and Florida. Yes. So it's always good to, to hear those words, pitchers and catchers report, and – that's always a good sign that spring is right around the corner. Unless anyone wants to talk to you about stuff from the Houston Astros right now, then no, seems like no one wants. No. Well, there's plenty of people that want to have an opinion on that. I don't think uh, there's a lot of people that are hoping it goes away quickly, but I don't think it's going to. It's so. going to be a it's going to be a long year if you're an Astros fan. I'll yes, put it that way. Yes, and I think well, it'll be interesting once. I don't think they've really announced anything with the Red Sox yet, but once that comes True. out. I think that's part of the reason that this is continuing but also a lot of the players don't seem very uh happy with how rob mountford uh handled punishment for the scandal not in the least <laughs> so uh we'll see if i if i i guess uh whoever faces the astros first I, i've gone look who the uh the opener is do uh does the first batter get plunked do you think to start the game i no i don't no. think so no i think okay. that's too obvious There'll be something, but I don't think that's it. Yeah. I just don't think you want to start off that way. It'll Something will happen, maybe not even on the first day, but in the, the first part of the series. Um, yeah. And, you know, the commissioner can say that he won't tolerate 
any retaliation, but come on, let's be realistic here. So I'll be interested to see the first time the Dodgers and Astros uh, yeah, that'll to, uh, circle that on the calendar. Definitely. <laughs> Great theater. Yes, for sure. All right. Well, uh, we'll be back with you next week, and uh, we'll be talking some more Husker athletics. So until then, see you later.